How are you being of service to your employees now that you don't see them as much? How do they know that you are still there for them? We really have an opportunity to change the way security looks and security works without letting our people down. You're listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, a podcast for professionals responsible for the safety and well-being of their employees. Each episode features an interview with a leader in employee safety to discuss how to protect your employees from a wide array of threats, from severe weather to a global pandemic. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast, where we discuss insights and ideas for how to protect your most valuable asset, your people. I'm your host, Peter Steinfeld, and I'm joined today by Stasha Weiskill, Senior Director of Resilience, Global Safety, and Security at Salesforce. Stasha, how are you? I'm doing great, and I'm super happy to be here uh, chatting about uh, employee safety, which is one of my soapboxes. Ah, excellent. Well, so happy to have you here. I know it's taken us a little bit of time. You guys have been super busy, but thank you so much for making time today. And our focus is how Salesforce safeguards its global workforce, which is quite big and spread out. But before we begin, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your background and role at Salesforce? Absolutely. So I started in emergency management in 1993. I started out doing a lot of boots on the ground work, and I was also command staff for a SASR medical team. And now uh, at Salesforce, a little bit, you know, Put, put the boots boots away a few years ago. But at Salesforce, I, I, I help oversee the global operations centers or people's socks, as they're often called. Resilience uh, also has for us business continuity, crisis and incident management, risk as it pertains specifically to the global safety and security groups. So I oversee those groups for resilience at Salesforce, and that entails us trying to take care of about 65,000 folks right now in about 27, 29 countries. Wow. Well, that's that's fantastic. Thank you for that context. It'll help as we go through the rest of the conversation here. Earlier this year, I'd like to start with Salesforce releasing their return to the workplace plan, and it received just a lot of publicity. I remember when it came out. I'm sure a lot of organizations out there used it as a reference when they were developing their own plans. And when we spoke earlier, you referred to it as success from anywhere, which I really, really like. Can you tell our audience about that a little bit more? Oh, you bet. We thought, okay, well, it's going to be so exciting to reopen and how do we do that safely? And that was all the planning that you saw with the social distancing and the masking and four people in an elevator, please don't speak in the elevator. All of that iteration was amazing. And as we kept looking at it, our leadership said, but it's still working that we work from home. So let's use this opportunity to, 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 to create a new, better of how we work and how we allow our employees to bring their best people to Salesforce, not necessarily best people to work facility-wise, right? So mm. now success from anywhere literally means success from anywhere where we have legal entity. Of course, we have to watch out for any tax uh, issues or whatever and, and protect our employees in that fashion as well. But we have now a, a program where, where we're working with our employees. Do you want to be remote full-time? Do you not even want to be really assigned to a location? And the only time you come into the office is when it's quarter end and you need that face-to-face where you're doing long-term planning and people want to have that energy and, and see light bulbs go off in people's heads and, and what have you. And then we'll have people who are in flex where they say, I want to go back to the office, but I only want to go a couple times a week. Okay, super cool. That's awesome. And then you'll have people who either because of their actual work, they need to be in 
more than four times a week. And those people have that option. So it's just an amazing way to, to say, you know, how do you work the best as an individual? Because if you're working the way that you work best, you're doing the best for Salesforce. And I think it's really going to be impactful long-term. I can hire now almost anywhere, right? Even for my global operations centers where you think, oh, but the big screens and the media wall and well, I sent those people home. I wasn't going to prioritize everybody else's safety over theirs. And my team did an amazing job making sure that we ha were able to continuously meet our service level agreements and, and meet the, again, over, over communication with our employees when bad things are happening. And now, you know, we'll have people who, who feel more comfortable coming in. And the success from anywhere is that you're going to be successful for where you are, how you need to work, and the leadership team is allowing us to do that. So has this new dispersed and remote approach created a lot of additional safety and security challenges for you and your team? Yeah, I mean, we can say we went from 160 facilities to 65,000, mm. right? Yep. Now, yep. for our high touch, that's a better way to say it, from the global operations centers, you know, we always look at people's homes and, you know, if, if it's unsafe for you to be at work, it's unsafe for you to be at home and what are we doing and how are we advising you that something is going on in your area. But I can tell you, certainly, I think, I don't want to speak for our health and safety team, but ergonomics is going to be a huge concern, yeah. right? And for our teams, especially those of us in the security industry, where one of our superpowers is reading the room and reading body language and feeling that somebody's okay, or that seems a little off and behavioral profiling, I still need to see camera to camera, my team, I need to use that as a wellness check, you mm -hmm. know, and so one of my concerns is the safety around those folks who are self isolating, maybe something's happening in their world. And now we don't have the ability to run, you know, just wander past their desk and be like, Ooh, something's doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, and can we get that person some help? So my concern is, is very much around continuously ensuring that we have safeguards around the, the mental well-being of our people. And what does that mean? And, you know, you can talk about incident risk if people become more disassociated from their company. What does that mean in the long run? So I think there are some really interesting challenges for us because now it's not just badge to reader. Are you safely in my facility? It's are you working safely from your home? Is your home safe to work from? You know, I think we we are all deeply concerned with reports out, you know, domestic concerns are on the rise, substance abuse issues. I'm working, our team is working with our sober force group to see if we can continuously put some more nets in for people who are struggling so that there's, of course, no shame around it. No, no thought that they'll lose their job. We just want people healthy. And those are the things that you know, as, as somebody who used to just run to an earthquake site and, you know, start doing stuff, there are things that really I had to make that shift. You know, mental health is, is as important as physical health. And I think certainly in America, it's something that we need to keep chipping at the stigma around being able to say, I'm not okay. You know, it's just sometimes that easy. I'm just not okay today. Yeah, no, that, that's an excellent point. You mentioned something before, your Global Operations Center. I think you informally call it the Go Center. And I know that's a really strongly recognized brand within the company. So how does the Go Center team help protect employees? Wow. So that is much like for any company. That's our 911 or 111 mm. or how, wherever you live. We have very set protocols of when we reach out. So if a fire sparks in your community and it looks like it's going to get 
pretty bad. We'll send out an advisory that says, hey, heads up, we're aware, want to make sure you are aware. We don't want to pretend we're breaking news. We're not. Right. But we want people to, it's, it's more of a reminder that we're here to help if something happens. Now, if we start watching, okay, we might let you know that an evacuation warning is in effect for your area. So, you know, here's some tips of what to pack, turn your car around, just car full of gas, whatever. And then ultimately, if, if of course, anyone is asked to evacuate, we send out another uh, note and we let them know, hey, we, through health and safety, we have a care force package. So if you're incurring costs because you've been asked to evacuate for whatever reason, hurricane, what have you, we're going to help you with those costs because we want, we don't want any hesitation. We don't want somebody to think, oh, if I go and then it's a hundred in the Bay Area, a thousand dollars a night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe not, but you know, up in Napa, who knows? Uh, we don't <laughs> want people to, to not have the help to keep them whole, you know, they shouldn't, it's, it, you know, we don't want anyone to be punished for doing the right thing. We want to make sure that people do the right thing to safeguard themselves and their family. So we, we begin communicating pretty much as soon as we see something that has opportunity to impact any of our employees or of course facilities or operations, but our focus is really always on our employees. If we have multiple things happening at the same time, right, we, we can't do the highest touch, but we, you know, continue with the automation of emails and accountability. If it's a mass casualty event, we don't stop until we hear voice to voice or hear that you're okay through one of the devices that Salesforce has issued to you. We call, you know, we will check in on you during the polar ice storm or uh, vortex, whatever we called it, sorry, down in Dallas. We knew that that audience, you know, besides the people that you called who had moved there from New England, who were like, why are you calling me? (laughs) You know, it's an audience that, that that was something that maybe they hadn't experienced. We went a little high touch on them and we called, you know, 67 people a day until we got through and made sure everybody had power and et cetera. And we did relocate somebody with a, a medical condition. We helped find a place that was okay for, for that person to go to make sure that they were safe and warm and had heat and had water and what have you. So we'll go to a very huge extent of effort to make sure our employees are okay. Yeah, it seems like communication is certainly a key underpinning of your go team. Why do you think communication is so important? Well, I think uh, anyone who's been in our industry, right, for real estate, it's location, location, location. For disaster management, emergency managers, security, it's communication, communication, communication. Mm-hmm. It is the linchpin for everything we do. If I don't empower you with how to safeguard yourself, then you know what? It's going to be harder for me to send you help. You know, I'd rather get you out of the area then have to send somebody into an area to to help you out. It allows people to let us know what's happening, right? Uh, As you say, it's a very recognizable brand and people will let us know when something, maybe we missed something. Maybe, you know, we, we have gotten people to say, so this is, you know, one of the, what is it? Curses of success, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody, we sent out an advisory about a particular incident and it was a protest and we do about a 10 mile radius from the, the spot where we think it is. And somebody was literally 300 feet beyond that circle. And uh, they emailed us and they said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I didn't get. (laughs) And I thought that's fantastic. After I thought I'm really mad (laughs) Um, because the expectation is we're going to be there. So again, it's daunting. Sometimes my team, uh, we are small, but mighty when you, when we do benchmarking, we're, we're quite thin compared to other companies, especially as we rocket to a hundred thousand people in the next several years, uh, we're still on a rocket ship, not a, 
not a train. <laughs> and we need to keep doing things better, faster, more efficiently and keep the effectiveness, right? We can't lose one for the other. And when we talk about scale and I think about, do we have to give up service to scale? I get anxious and I'm not an anxious person because I know our employees expect a certain level and we need to keep figuring out how do we make sure that we hit those levels and it is communication. Even if the expectation is now when we hit a certain amount, hey, Salesforce, the ghost center is going to ratchet down. Maybe you won't get a call anymore. Mm. Whatever it is, we don't want to go there. I don't think we're going to have to. I think we're going to uh, do some cool things with Slack and some cool things with uh, a technology that we're building. But the communication of saying the expectations and then empowering individuals to take in their own responsibility is, is huge. But also we're working very closely with the Office of Accessibility on, on some issues, not issues, but programs, is how do we even use Slack to have somebody ping the ghost center anonymously saying, mm. I live in Dallas and I need a detox. Where mm -hmm. can I go? What can I do? You know, so we're, we're just continuously thinking how better in this new world where people work from home more, where we have less face-to-face -face at the moment, how do we make sure the nets are there to catch anyone who stumbles and anyone that needs our help? And I don't mean stumble in a negative way, but we all right. have those days where I'm not okay. I'm just not okay. And the Go Center is often the group that people think of first. So empowering the Go Center to, to redirect to EAP, they've always done that. But can we use better language? Can we use better redirect resources? And then, and I don't think we talk about this enough, how am I safeguarding those folks? How am I safeguarding the agents who have now been absorbing from 65,000 people a ton of energy, a ton of angst, concerns? You know, we, we talked last um, time that you and I met about India, and that was hugely impactful. People were calling saying, you know, my, my father is dying. How do I get him somewhere. And we had a huge amount of volunteers that helped and could not have done it without them. And, and what they put in place and that task team put in place was phenomenal, but it impacts us all. You can't, you know, 911 operators, uh, anyone on a suicide hotline, mm -hmm. you know, those are the extremes. But after 18 months, I need to make sure my folks are okay. My, my teams are okay as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It seems like the, creating a culture of open communication where it's okay to share things and not feel like you'll lose your job is huge. Well, to that point about the culture at Salesforce, as we wind things down here, I'd love to hear that Nepal story. And I think our listeners would too, because <laughs> <laughs> I think it sets the tone for what kind of culture Salesforce has when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, so that was one of the uh, more interesting learnings for me. So uh, I arrived at Salesforce and I wasn't overseeing the Go Center. And so I kid sitting one of my godchildren and I'm up in Healdsburg, which is a beautiful little town mm. in the wine country. And I get a call from my boss's boss. My boss had gone on sabbatical. So now I'm working directly with her boss and he's from Boston and I'm an East Coast kid. So, you know, we already had a shortcut language and he calls me and he goes, <laughs> he goes there's been an earthquake in Nepal. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I mean, duh, it's big. I'm just like, okay. He goes, we got a message that um, we have a, a Salesforce employee who's trapped up in Namesh. Wow. And I was like, 
okay. I'm thinking, I know we don't have an office there (laughs) or else I would be traveling a lot more. And I said, well, what are the circuit like? What is he doing there? And well, he's on personal time off. He's on PTO and he's doing X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, once again, why are you calling me in my head, in my inside voice for, for once? And I said, okay. And my colleague looked at, looked at me over the phone and said, well, what are you going to do to get him down? Mm. And I was like, I don't know, but let me think about it. So uh, we ended up, he and I, spending about four days, almost 24-7, working to get this gentleman down. And it was interesting because um, I was uh, speaking with Tim sort of overnight as the time zones would. And then I'd head into to the office and, and my boss would already be there and we were working on helicopters. And, and the most interesting thing was not the intense focus on getting one person out. There are two things that I thought were great lessons. One is somebody saw him tweet that he was stuck and they were empowered enough to call Salesforce and say, what are you going to do? Mm. Check right? Communication yeah. back and forth, the empowerment of people to let us know that help is needed. And do the right thing. And yeah. 100%. And then again, I did a lot of boots on the ground. Many of you uh, who are listening uh, did also. There's nothing that bonds you more quickly than tragedy, right? So Tim was hiking with a group. None of them were Salesforce employees. And we thought we had a helicopter for him. And we said X, Y, and Z in this time, in this window. And, and he goes, okay, that sounds good. Let me go tell the team. Mm. And I heard that and I turned around because I was at the office at that moment and I looked at Chris and I said, we're going to need a bigger boat because Tim's not going to leave without his team. That's now a bond and he's not going to step away if they're not safe. So we ended up doing a completely different plan and we got them down. And when I say we, the plan, they did it. They poofed it back down and then we cleaned them up. I think we had a hotel for them, showered, got them on a plane, got them to Kathmandu. And then Salesforce said, I think it's time to let the other folks do do what they need to do. (laughs) (laughs) And we got our, but it was astounding because when I said, we're going to need, we're going to need a different plan. The answer from the ELT group who had already said, have the Amex be unlimited in case he needs to use it for whatever. I mean, it was immediate. It was, there was no hesitation Wow. that we were going to do what we needed to do and that it was extended to, to um, I think it was four other people, it was astounding. And it was such a les- lesson for me about our culture. Is it scalable? I don't know. I don't know. Can we, is it going to still work that way when we're at 115,000? I hope so. You know, when you look at what's happening with having 65,000 offices is how do you keep that culture? Mm -hmm. We have thousands of employees now who have joined us in the last 18 months who have never been to one of our offices, never seen face-to-face their manager, never seen that sort of visual clue that they're part of a bigger organization. And that's another nut we have to crack. Yeah. 
Well, it's very much a culture of caring, as explained very poignantly by that story. And I think that's how you do it, is just keep telling those stories to the new employees so they, they know what to expect. We do like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide the listeners with a practical tip based on your wisdom or a piece of advice that they can take back to their organizations to make an immediate impact. So in your opinion, what can the audience do today to help improve their safety or security programs? I think a few things. I did think about this a little too much probably, but really, <laughs> really model the behavior. Your people are not going to let you know they're not okay if you're not ready to say that about yourself. You know, again, it's not badge to reader so much anymore. So take this opportunity to think, what other value do I add if I'm not safeguarding a physical security? And it is in those areas, you know, not every ghost center sends out as much communication as ours. Maybe that is a place you can look. How are you being of service to your employees now that you don't see them as much, now that events aren't happening as often, now that that face-to-face where they, they know and see you securing them in, uh, in a location, how do they know you're st- that you are still there for them? And it, it's a little bit of, again, that excitement of like, wow, we really have an opportunity to change the way security looks and security works without letting our people down. Well, very sage advice. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We appreciate all of your time, expertise, and advice. Thank you for letting me do so. And it was a a delight. And if people do want to reach out to me, uh, it's first initial S, last name, Weisskill at salesforce.com. Be uh, sure to to let me know if I can be of any help. And goodness, you know, we, we learn from each other. If you have better, bigger, grander ideas than I've been able to articulate, please let me know. Love to, love to keep this chat going. Excellent. Well, thanks again for taking time to join us on the Employee Safety Podcast. And for the rest of you out there, remember, nothing ever goes 100% according to plan in an emergency. So communication is incredibly important, as we discussed today. So if you can't communicate, you can't recover. Until next time. Alert Media is changing the way your leaders and response teams connect and communicate effectively when seconds matter. We provide our customers with a comprehensive solution for monitoring threats around the world and deploying fast, effective emergency communication. You need a panic-proof solution for high-stakes moments. In just a few clicks, your team can send a multi-channel notification to an impacted group of people and confirm their safety immediately. When employee safety is at stake, don't just communicate. Connect and confirm with a robust emergency communication solution. Visit alertmedia.com for more information. You've been listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.